Yeah, yeah, what's good, Joe? Welcome to another episode of Real Talk, where, as always, if shit's real, we talk about it. I'm your host for this afternoon, Pat Schofield, the New England representative. As always, I got my man with me, and we'll let him introduce himself. Yo, what it, go- what it do, guys? Uh, Shadowworth, a.k.a. LB, the upset guy. You know, a lot of Del Boss. Ringgangradio.com in the building. Uppercut season on deck. Let's get it. Yes. Yes, sir. Ringing in the house forever and always. As always, it's always uppercut season, man. Uppercut season, uppercut season never dies. Just remember that. And uh, also, got my other man with me. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Hey, yo, what's good? You already know who this is. Your boy King P. Bodega P. Bodega boxing in the building. You know what I'm saying? Ring Gang Radio, what up? We ready? Ready? I'm, I'm here. I got I got my candy. I'm all boosted up. I got my uh, I got my can of Orange Crush. And we're going to be sipping on some can. And we're going to be, you know, we're going we, to be talking about beating up cans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, just as near part of this thing here, that the candy that Pete's talking about is actual candy, not illegal candy, if you get my drift. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, yes. Le- legit candy. That's yeah. why he says, don't rejoice. Be like, oh, I knew one of those niggas was on something. Nah. <laughs> No, no, this ring gang radio, not crackhead radio. Yeah, you know, Pete's just high on life and and sweets and, and sucrose and God knows what else. I'm, I'm 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 knocking on this can like call me wood the way I'm knocking on this can right now. Hey, bars, and I didn't have to say pause either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, no, but you know, I was playing. You know, Pete's amped up. He's ready to go, and you know, because he's been relaxed. You know, he didn't have to fight. He doesn't have to fight crime lately. You know. Niggas are behaving in the in the New York streets and whatever, so it's all good, man. So yeah, he's definitely ready. And uh, last but certainly not least, I got my other man with me. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Hey, what's fly? It's your boy Conscious Pilot, aka the West Coast Avenger, number one contender, preparing for liftoff on the Sunday. This is Ring Radio. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> Conscious Pilot, man. My man, stay. You know, he's he rises above the clouds always, man. Stays elevated. You dig? So uh, so yeah, you know, we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, I know, you know, before it's been a mostly quiet week of boxing because we're entering, you know, after weeks of, you know, flat out outstanding cards and fights like that, you know, we're, you know, we have, we're hitting the low, the midpoint, you know, the mid, you know, emphasize on the word mid, you know, for boxing, you know, uh, but no, there were some diamonds though, you know, some diamonds in the rough that did, that did, uh, emerge from yesterday's cards, uh, and of course we're going to start off with, uh, our segment Tale of Two Upsets. Uh, the first upset, you know, was on Eddie's uh, Mandingo series. Now, that's why I call Fight Camp. You know, as you heard me before that before, is if you ever watched that movie Mandingo or even watched Django Unchained, you can kind of get my drift on why I refer to it as that. And if you a boxing fan, Mandingo's a must-watch because it stars the um, the great Ken Norton. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, it's a, so, it all, it all ties back into boxing. Man. Everything ties back into boxing. You know, that because boxing, you know, boxing is, you know, is everlasting. It's eternal, man. It's a common denominator for anything. So, um, so yeah, you know, Eddie's cards. And, you know, originally we were all, you know, you know excited to go see Conor Ben versus Adrian Granados. But unfortunately, days before that, uh, Conor Ben came down with Corona, which is very unfortunate. And obviously there was no replacement point for Granados, or actually, you know, they, they couldn't really put Granados, although 
you know, he's known, you couldn't really put him in the main event with just anybody. Since he wasn't like the quote unquote A side. So that fight is now postponed to another later card. So I'm gonna do the PBC shuffle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the PBC shuffle. And they remix the fuck out of them matchups. Yeah, hell yeah. So now so the main the co main, however, for that card got pushed up. Which you got Zhu Shan, uh, you know, people call it Zhu Can, Can Zhu, Shan Zhu, you know. But one thing that he's not, and I don't really like the nickname for him, is Monster. Now, I get why they want to call him that, but. He you know, ain't no fucking him. monster. Like, there's already an established monster, and he's he, and he's a pound for pound fighter, puncher, boxer, whatever you want to call him. He's up there. Exactly. You know, you know how we are about them. People sharing the same nickname. Well, this is even worse when they're both still active. Like Ricky Hitman Hatton and Tommy Hitman Hearns. At least, at least one was retired when the other one was doing his thing. Yeah, right. exactly. Jorge <laughs> Golden Boy Linares or Oscar Golden Boy De La Hoya. Like, like right. cut this shit. Like get a fucking better name. Like I don't want to hear no. Antonio Magic Man Tarver, Paulie Milanaji, the Magic Man. Like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Better name. <laughs> exactly, you know, and uh, so Zeus Sando, and obviously, I mean, he is a, t- but he is a top featherweight. You know, I mean, Zeus he held the GameStop version of the WBA featherweight title, and truthfully, the WBA should have just upgraded him since the real champion LSC has not defended that shit in about two something years, two two and a half years. Um, yeah, because he's fighting guys like Tank and getting knocked the fuck out. Hey. I mean, gotta take the fights. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, I know I gave a lot of shit. You know, I, I wanted Pacquiao to get stripped for all the for the inactivity. Fucking, this is even worse. Like, take that yeah. belt away from him. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, it's like yo, like I mean, you like he was the one thirty champion too, and that was the belt I think Tank took away or whatever. But it's like yo, he's not make him defend the belt or strip him. You know, and like Zushan, like and Richard, because they were trying to make Zushan and Warrington fight. And then Warrington, you know, once they once that fight, they won't let him do the unification and do the upgrade. Warrington gave up his belt and subsequently got his ass handed to him, <laughs> you know, on some karma shit. So Zeus got the karma L's really, like if you think about it, like and, and that's the saddest thing in boxing when big fights can't happen and then guys lose to unheralded, you know, fighters and they lose badly. Yeah, they lose bad. Like Warrington didn't have no one's like Warrington. I was upset at a year, really. Shit. Yeah, I mean, dude got broken, uh, got his face broken, bloodied up. You know, like dude got, dude got some serious. Yeah, dropped a couple times. You dude got some serious injuries, and he's he's running it back too in the, in the next month. So fuck like, that. You know what? I'm glad he's running it back because it was a good fight. It's not like he got destroyed. Like he gave as good as he could take until he couldn't take no more. So. I right. give him props for running that back. Just like, you know, I give him props to Joshua for running it back Ruiz. You know, you know you're not supposed to lose to that caliber of fighter. Run that motherfucker back. And so shout out to Warrington for at least doing that. You know, right, it exactly. remains to be seen if he'll win or not, but I, I credit him for running it back. Right, yeah. And and also it just seemed like monkey see monkey do. Warrington, who's a who's a top level volume puncher, just got destroyed by, you know, by a real puncher. And then, you know, deja vu, we have Zhu Shan, you know, who is a, you know, his biggest attribute, he is a monster volume puncher. Like, dude, his his signature win, like, against Jesus Rojas, I mean, first of all, that was an actual war. And that was, and this is what made me raise an eyebrow, like, how he lost to Woods so bad. It, it's a war he won. 
and like he took and he landed like 1300 1400 punches in that uh, through not landed because that would be murder uh in that fight and then he follows it up by breaking no, the we record. call that james kirkland yeah <laughs> yeah and glenn versus glenn tappy that's what we call that yeah that, that that would be straight up murder but he threw which is incredible and then he tops that by breaking the featherweight punch record against uh, Manny Robles third, like throwing almost sixteen hundred or seventeen hundred punches in a fight, which is incredible. So that's where you want. That's where people are like, okay, yeah, the dude, because dude will eat you up with his work rate. Like if you let him get into a groove, he'll start fucking you up. This is work rate alone. You won't. You know, he, it's hard to you know get off. And that's why it, it was just so crazy that against Lee Wood, like Lee Wood, obviously, you know, I mean, me and LB were talking about this shit like before the fight, like. You know, we were going back and forth. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, Zushan's going to go over one with his work rates. It's going to be a one-sided fight. And then LB's talking about, oh, nah, nigga, you know, the, this dude can punch. Like, you know, Zushan's getting knocked out. And I'm like, oh, we'll see. So, yeah, imagine but, but, me. But his work rate, uh, he be throwing a thousand punches. Like, fuck all that shit. I said he was going to get his ass whooped. He got his ass whooped and knocked out. Yeah, no, and, uh, and, was, and, and, and like I said, the odds were pretty high, so it's like for him, LB, to, him to actually say that to me, I was like, I was like, yeah, whatever, nigga. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't know why it's like it got dismissed because it's like, like it's not like I haven't gotten upsets before this year. Like, you know, I've been getting, I've been getting them, I've been getting a good amount, not everyone, but I've been getting a damn good amount of upsets called. You know, but it was just this one because it's just like, uh, Zushan. I mean, because obviously, I, I think Zushan. I mean, we're all he's probably looking forward to probably getting another bigger fight, and you know, Oscar probably had plans for him at some point because you know, Zushan is a Golden Boy fighter, and even Golden and Golden Boy has been losing their legit world champion, so they only have now their string of um, GameStop champions. So and Ryan Garcia. Yeah, Ryan and Ryan Garcia. <laughs> and well, whenever that happens, it happened. You know. Um... Right. Maybe he'll fight JoJo. Yeah. So uh, LB man. Uh, so since you did, since you did call this behind the scenes man, <clears throat> tell us what you thought about Zushan and Lee Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I told these uh, gentlemen in the ring gang chat on Twitter that Lele Wood would beat the shit out of Zukan, and Zukan's been overrated. And um, I believe I spoke to the young King P on the phone as well and relayed that message. As well as my uh cohort um uh Pat Scorpio. <laughs> yes, and the exact words was Lee Wood would beat his ass. And um yes, uh stoppage was preferable, but but yeah, yeah, real talk, the reason why I felt like this was gonna be an upset, it had all the ingredients. <clears throat> First of all, Zukan's inactivity. Right. It's almost been two years he in box, and he's a volume guy. A volume guy has to get into some rhythm to get going. So, the worst thing I thought was going to happen against Lee Wood is Zukan would get in his groove in the second half. But I still felt he was going to lose because Lee, Lee Wood. His punch, his his record doesn't indicate that he is some type of big puncher, but he's right. a hard puncher. And we always, I always tell people like, you don't have to be a big puncher to hurt people or stop people. It's more temperament than anything. It's more strategy than anything. All you yeah. have to do is just punch hard enough and get you some type of diplomatic leverage within the ring, and uh, you can hurt people and score knockouts. <clears throat> you you absolutely right. You absolutely right on that. 
and, and Lee Wood punches hard. He has sound boxing skills, mixes up his shots, and he had a great strategy. He's hungry. He's been on a little winning streak. So not only that, he's been more active. And the cherry on top is he had Ben Davidson in this corner, which that kind of just sealed it for me. Like, okay, like Ben Davis in the corner as well. Like, yeah, he's, he's going to beat this guy's ass. So yeah, ben it, it was easy for be, me to see that. Yeah. Ben Davidson might be a candidate, you know, for, for, um, trainer of the year, the way, I mean, he might not be depending on, you know, who wins what in the other bigger fights though, but he's definitely a candidate so far. Cause he does he took an things. underdog and, and, sh- and had one of the best shutout complete performances of the year as an yeah. upset. Yeah, of a top of a top guy in his division, like you know, it's I mean, one thing to to train the more talented guy or the the favorite or the better fighter. It's another thing to train the underdog and have to make a statement. And boy, what a statement he made! Leland boxed this guy, undressed him up and down. Perfect strategy. He he kept a hard jab, a hard steady jab. Hard in, steady in jab. Face. Yeah, that was the first thing. He established a jab early and Zusha. And this is the thing that kills me about some of these fighters today. It's like, what is it about getting hit with constant jabs that these niggas don't know how to make adjustments about? Like this is uh, I was like, why are you getting hit with this jab? And that jab was hard enough. And Zusha, I've I've seen this motherfucker get hit by Rojas a lot harder than Wood, but this motherfucker was not like dissuaded, like that jab alone kept them like that's where the inactivity honest. comes in you know it's, it's more factors like it was a bad style matchup mm-hmm. but Lee Wood had a lot of intangibles in his favor yeah like he was he was switching hard stances enough too. too like yeah he, he was switching stances switching angles early. yeah like it basically he kept Zeus second guessing and in, in doing so his work the the work rate which was his which was his trademark like it was non-existent and like I said combine that with the fact that he was out for almost two years so you know his cardio might not he, the ring rust cardio might not actually have been he might have not had the motor to do his actual style he tamed him look yo that jab that that spear jab to the body early in a fight yeah you don't want somebody to, to be landing that three and four times within the first two rounds hell and, no and, and lee wood was targeting that shit and the thing is once he was doing that he was pushing zucan back with the hard jab yes and he was able to place body shots left and right on dude that could slow you down and on top it off he wasn't on so well you know what i'll pick it up later he was landing big shots to the head early Right, and if like, I think there was one punch where it sounded off, I was like, "God damn!" Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, and then Zhu, and then Zhu Shan, like, I mean, the thing is, he actually he he tried to go to the he tried to go to Wood's body too. So I mean, he had his moments in like the middle of the fight where he would actually try to. But this is where also Zhu's uh, Zhu, Shan, Zhu Shan's lack of power came. Like Zhu only has three knockouts to his name, like in in his fights, like his seventeen what seventeen fights or whatever. Like he he doesn't you know he's not a big puncher. Like, you know, the three knockouts that he got, like, you know, they're like volume accumulation. So when Wood obviously was, I mean, although Wood had some, you know, he did show slight discomfort from the body shot, but once he made an adjustment to that, it, it, it was a wrap. 
Like, I he mean, styled on him. He, he even, and I know some people want to say the southpaw threw him off. Dude was already, the fight was won before he even started switching stances. That was just some Eric right. Morales shit. That they were just like, you know what? Now I'm tired of beating your ass with the with the right. Let me beat your ass with the left. Yeah, like, like I said, the, the jab was the first thing that threw him off. Like, like this is a this is a lesson. Like if you establish a good jab, you win the fight. He was winning rounds easy. Like honestly, like I like Andy Lee as a fighter, but his scorecards, like I don't, man. It took like maybe six rounds before I was even thinking of giving Zucan a round. Like he was getting shut down, like clean early. Yeah, like like any of the rounds that Zucan won is probably like in the middle rounds, and like you can give him probably no more than three. At the three moment. tops like honestly I felt like he just had maybe two rounds cause mm-hmm. a lot of times when he had a good little hustle Lee Wood would go right back to controlling the ring and popping the jab and then he heard him with an uppercut like yeah. it was uppercut fucking season on this guy like yes sir uppercut damn. season always lives uppercut season never dies just remember that and yo like if y'all y'all follow the god on twitter you know so we'll shut the word I had a tweet where I said Lee Wood looked like what everybody expected Jamel Charler to look like against Castaño. Yes. Who I, I picked Castaño to win that fight too, you know. So, you know, and, and the hard and the thing about it was Lee Wood is the same size as Zucan, so he didn't even have none of the height advantage. Right. <laughs> he, exactly. It's not like people know him as a puncher. Nobody was saying that. I didn't I mean this is the thing. We didn't get a chance to do the thread not a thread, um a poll, the Twitter poll for Lee Woods, Zucan. But there's nobody out there was fucking picking Lee Wood like that to damn win this fight. No, People no. in his camp. And that's about it. Yeah, because especially that fight was only made like within, within, I think it was like a five week turnaround or some shit like that. It wasn't like he had, they had a full training camp, training, training camp for that shit. Like it, it, it was just, it's like five weeks. Yeah, you're going to be on the, you're going to be on this uh, co main. And that you know that was a that was probably a blessing for Lee Wood and for Zucan. Although I mean it was good that he got to fight. It was one of those things that it probably he probably needed a full camp to be honest. Yeah. But yeah. then you know you the champ, so you gotta do what it do sometimes. And just Lee Wood just put on one of the best performances of the year. You know credit to him. Great fight. That's how you fucking take a championship. That's how you outbox somebody and you don't make it fucking boring and put everybody to sleep. You put your fucking opponent to sleep. Yeah. And that's what we want to see. So, um, yeah, it, I was it, impressed and, you know, shout outs for him, you know, doing it up. Like, he, he took the spotlight for the weekend to me. Yeah. And not as much as, um, what's his name, who we going to get into? Yeah. No, because heavyweights it, always reign supreme. <laughs> Yeah, no, and uh, when it went to the twelfth round for Zoo and and uh, and Wood, I was like, oh god, like I, I was hoping I was like, please, uh, I didn't want LB to be right, you know. And then all of a sudden, when when Wood dropped this dude, I was like, fuck, he's like, he's like, he's done, like, like he sat him down, like, you know, Zoo saying he got up and you know he clearly was not, you know, he he, he was finished. And I was like, damn it, yo, what this formula like, shit is gonna be a wrap? Because I know in the eleventh round. I was like, yeah, he could knock this guy out. Like, he could yeah. definitely, you know. And, and, and Lee Wood seized the moment. He started piling up punches. See, that's how you close out a show. I'm tired of dudes. They just gonna, you know, get on the back foot and jab and hold or whatever. And, and well, yeah, you know, I wasn't really trying to knock him out. Like, nah, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, that's yeah. how you take out somebody. Right. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Um. 
you know, big ups to LB for again for calling that shit, you know. And um, yeah, big ups to Lee Wood, you know, he got himself a GameStop belt. And Sushin clearly probably either needs to, uh, yeah, he needs to probably rework some shit in this camp because I, I still think he could be something in the featherweight division. Like, but yeah, he's got to work. And then Lee Wood though. So Eddie Hearn was already talking that, yeah, well, you know, we're trying to get him to fight with Navarrete and shit like that. Like, yo, you need to calm down, bro. Like, Navarrete. Whoa, a, whoa, that's a good fucking fight. It's a good fight, but it's not a fight. I don't think Wood's not going to win that fight. <laughs> shit, nah. you don't think Wood would win this fight? <laughs> yeah, no, Navarrete, I, I mean, that one, I mean, I mean, that's different, but Navarrete, I, I, he's not going to beat Navarrete. I, I, I don't see that. <laughs> can we can we start telling fighters what they're not going to do? <laughs> I mean, Ben Davidson, not nah, whatever, like, in his corner, corner like, damn that. Like, Navarrete, he's not going to be nothing. There's a, yo, honest to God, there's a strategy for every fighter in this world. It's sure, all man. about utilizing. If you got the tools, because I look at it like this. The reason I sometimes I can call shit, I look at a fight where I'm like, damn, if I was fighting this dude, this is what I would do. And then right. from that point, I say, okay, it's not me in there, of course. But does that guy, does he have the attributes to make the strategy I would use work? Mm. And then I look at it like, hmm, okay, he does. Then I look at the opponent like, okay. Then you make the decision. Like, Navarrete would, of course, be the fucking favorite. But Lee Wood is in there. That's a live fucking dog. No, no, Navarrete is Mexican. You know how Mexican-English fights be going. <laughs> I mean, true, but shit, man. Like, somebody got to stand up to them. Somebody got to fucking win they props, win they respect back. Word, word, word. But, uh, and, I mean, and, and, and let's not, you know, let's not act like Josh Taylor ain't just have one of the best wins of the year, too. Yeah, okay. that's also true. No, that's So, yeah. you know, and it's yeah, same he's different. Same he, he different, though. Josh Taylor's different. Yeah, I mean, Josh Taylor, I mean, Josh Taylor, I mean, his, his competition, as much as I don't like to do, like he, I mean, dude, he supersedes the the Mexican, uh, British cheat cheat code. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, is is it black girl lost or shorty owe you for ice? Is, yeah. is, is it UK fighters are trash and they get mopped up by the Mexicans, <laughs> or or they they be pulling up upsets and they could fucking win? And Josh Taylor was a favorite in that fight, should have won by KO. They or, robbed me of that fucking prediction, you bastards. <laughs> And, yeah. and, and the scorecards were were crazy close. Like, I mean, come on. And they were trying to make Lee Woods who can a fucking 115, 113 fight. Yeah, no, that that, that definitely Fuck out of here with that shit, man. I want to see that fight. Navarrete, Lee Wood, that's a good-ass damn fight. Navarrete is the favorite, of course. But, you know, let's not act like he's unfucking beatable or some shit. Yeah, I mean, Navarrete still has his one. He does have a loss on his record. I mean, one of the early loss. He has an early loss on his record. So, I mean, but then, of course, that's an early loss. So, I mean, yeah, it was remains to be seen. Uh, and and it'll, be a, it'll be a true uppercut fight. I know that. Oh, yeah, for oh, damn yeah. sure. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be uppercut extrav- extravaganza. It'll be uppercut season part three or some shit. <laughs> fight. Navarrete easily got one of the best uppercuts in the game, and and Lee Wood definitely put himself up there. <laughs> yeah, and then when that happens, you'll 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 see that video right on our TikTok account, you know, because after season yeah. never dies. Just remember that, never. Shout so, out to Carl uh, Dargan. Yeah, shout out to Carl Dargan. Yeah, and, and you know, and then just that's a good segue into our into the PBC card. Um, prior to the other upset happening, you know, Carl Dargan, you know, coming back from. 
was it two years or something like that? Now Carl Duggan was a, a was a great amateur. I mean, he was a, he was a he was a great amateur back when when U.S. amateur boxing was still something that was you know that still that was still a really big thing. It's a thing, but it's not as big as it was before. It's, it's trying to make a resurgence, but back then it was like that, it meant something. Like if you fought boxing and you fought a deep, like you knew who the top amateurs were, and he was one of them. You know, and you, you know he was trained by the late great brother Nazim Richardson, and uh, and basically he, his story was when he passed. You know, he kind of lost his spirit for boxing, understandably. You know, and then of course he was on. You know, he was getting his TV on, his reality TV on with Little Mo, and you know, we we yeah, kinda, his wife. I, I don't even know if they still together. Uh, I, I, I I would doubt it because you know Lil Mo's kind of messy, you know. But I don't want to get into all that, you know, all that other shit, you know. <laughs> but but Carl Duggan clearly, like, we just like, man, like this dude is actually talented. Like, what is he doing? Like, so it was a surprise to me that that, that he actually, because first of all, he wasn't supposed to be a televised fight. But you know, COVID kind of killed some of the killed a lot of the fights on the PBC card, so he got bumped up to televised status. Televised status, and he took advantage of that shit. Dude landed. Uppercut season highlight, which you can see on our TikTok, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so yeah, make sure you catch that, you know. And yeah, definitely big ups to Dargan. So hopefully, I mean, he's like 30, he's in his mid 30s now. So hopefully, he can at least make one good run, you know, yeah. you know, and you know, try to become champion, you know. I definitely want to see it because you know, Philly been having his moments, you know, in recent years, you know. Right. Swift, you know, been you know, been up there. Um, J Rock had a good win. Um, Mm-hmm. We heard, you know, so I like to see him put himself up there. You know, the uppercut season he had last night is a good start. So yeah, and it was technical to too. Blocked it, yeah. He blocked the blocked the right with his left form and folded with the right. That was textbook. I was like, that yeah, is quality beautiful. skills, man. Quality it, skills. It, and that was beautiful too. I, I I was clapping. I was like, yes, like finally see some. You know, I love I love seeing shit like that because he was slipping the punches, blocking smooth with his left arm, folded with the up the right uppercut. This is why we say defense is so fucking important because good defense opens up those shots for you. Yeah, absolutely, man. So yeah, definitely shout out to Carl Doggin. Like, hopefully, like I said, you know, hopefully we see him on a he was on a televised car, like in a televised fight because he deserves it. So it brings so it bring us into our the second upset of the night, which happened in that car, which was the main event. Uh, Michael Polite Coffee, I think Polite Polite Coffee. Versus Johnny Rice or Jonathan Rice, if you want to call him. Now, we didn't really. Do, now we didn't. We were debating doing the preview for that fight, but we didn't do it for two reasons. One, that if you saw Jonathan Rice's fight against Fa Ajaba, you you know it was not a fight that we were all pressed by. In fact, it was one of the most horrible fights I've watched in a, yeah. quite some time. Even I left it alone as far as upsets go, and you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it was one of those fights where, although you know Rice was able to survive and not really take any serious punishment from Ajaba, it was just like, you know, it, it, he was so he fought so negative, it was just like it was awful. Yeah, you know? it was one of those fight to fight not to lose, but not fight to win. Right. It, it was a, a Kevin Johnson type of performance. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, and then after that, in in in, in the on contrast, we had Coffee who. In his last part out, you know, you know, he knocked out, you know, in highlight fashion like Darmani Rock, who clearly was not in any type of shape, which is and Darmani Rock was also another top amateur who 
unfortunately, did I'm not. Trying to think, wasn't Darmani Rock the favorite in that fight too? Hell yeah, he was. Because I remember the odds being kind of close and him being a little ahead. So I was like, damn. Yeah, and that's mostly because Darmani Rock he was undefeated. Like, I mean, like, I mean, dude, dude was a top amateur himself, you know. Um, you know, but yeah, he, he did. But yeah, he came in there just so out of shape, and you know, and the uppercut season hit his ass too <laughs> in that fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I mean, it was crazy. Like, dude was coming, he came into that fight like two, eight, two sixty, and he, and he was fought as high as almost three hundred. Like, and this was like, and that's what made, that's what made me. I was just like, I was not happy about that. I, was, I mean, for um, Rock, but Coffee though, he did what he had to do, and he's the he was the less experienced, so he was riding that wave into this fight, you know. Yep. And and the fun thing is too is Rock, um, Coffee was supposed to face Gerald Washington, and that's the reason why we didn't do a preview because Gerald Washington shouldn't be fighting at all. Like he, he like he should be out, like he should be medically retired. But you know, people don't. God damn. <laughs> yeah, no. But for whatever reason, Gerald Washington is like a favorite. Like you know, you if you want to pad your car with something, you put him in there with a heavyweight. You know, what I mean. So, uh, but when yeah, he, nobody he, was he, trying to see that fight, though. I'm sorry, like. Mm-mm. Yeah, but Washington ended up catching COVID, so Jonathan Rice was penciled in. So, and like I, said, I mean, I thought you know it was a better fight, you know, but I just didn't, I didn't see it going the distance. I didn't see Rice winning. So I, I think something, but just watching that fight, like I knew something was fuckery was amiss when when he showed these cats in their dressing room and Rice had his wallet in his hand. Nigga had a whole bunch of ones when they were not, and he was and he, he was throwing it like he was in a strip club. I'm like, what the fuck is this? He, he, he knew, look, see, that's confidence. Like, yeah. he knew he was going to the after party right after that shit. He knew he was getting lit afterwards, and he ain't want to take all night either. So he got him out, the, got him the fuck out the paint. Yeah, he did. Like, and and that's the thing was like, and that's just what like, I always thought. Coffee was, you know, was a decently skilled heavyweight, but he none of the. I mean, he showed none of the shit in this fight. Like, just, the skills just, just disappeared in these upsets, though. I ain't gonna lie, like. Motherfuckers yeah. just kind of took their beatings laying down. <laughs> I think him starting late definitely, um, you know, showed. Obviously. Yeah, no, either that or I, I think he was just talking about, man, I'm gonna knock Gerald Washington out and, and go about my business because I, I think he was really. Good. I mean, but I, I, he wasn't ready for no rice, and he loved. And rice is the same, the same height or not the same height, same weight as him. Yeah, I don't know what he thought. Was the same height too. Those were some two big motherfuckers. Right, but yeah, I don't know what Coffee was thinking. Thinking that he can just absorb right hands, lead right hands, counter right hands, left hooks, hard jabs. Yeah, it it was like dude was dude was damn near landing heavy bag combinations on him. Like, and then Coffee was doing nothing. He wasn't slipping the punches. Like he was going forward. He was squared up. Like he wasn't going side to side. At least trying to make sure he wasn't getting hit. No, he was he was coming forward and he was swinging wildly. Like he he was honestly he was doing his best Zoo Can rendition really. Let me see yeah. how how many how much punishment I could take walking forward and not doing anything about it. Dude, Even though I, I'm a heavyweight, as big as strong as this guy, and I'm was favorite to win. Yeah, and I think he I think he I think he was trying either win for Rice to tire out or whatever. But you can't. What the do fuck that. kind of strategy is that? <laughs> and, and, and I know he had no strategy too because you saw him switch to switch to something, which is another thing that actually that starts irritates me like. Like if you're like switching to something does not mean you're gonna always confuse your opponent. There are opponents that can actually adjust to that shit. Like if you're gonna switch to to switch to Saudi to your not your natural stance, then you gotta be able to do something. You gotta have a plan instead of just plodding forward and swinging wildly. 
that's the shit that was it was irritating. And, I was like, he got his asshole for his troubles, cause man, we tell people this all the time. Look. It's heavyweights, man. You can't... Like, honestly, in boxing, period, I don't care if you're fucking 105 pounds. Word. You can't let nobody just be teeing off on you having their way. But heavyweights, the price is way more to pay. Like, like yeah. Ring Gang really got some big-ass niggas in here, and you don't want nobody that's damn 6'4", 6'5", 260, 270 landing fucking clean punches on you. Absolutely, and that's not you can't do that. And it's heavy. You don't need to be some fucking Mike Tyson, no, no goddamn George Foreman to hurt somebody at heavyweight. Like I don't know why. It's just y'all probably the same people who be like, man, Tyson Fury can't punch. Yeah, let this motherfucker just throw fucking. Yeah, you know, that your ass for five rounds. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I would say like it's like pretty much like some of the most punishing heavyweight fights in history. Like, came from non-punchers. Right, you know, and in this case, if they are punches, like you know, like I like to bring up, you know, the Brewster Lykovich one. If they're throwing, if you see, heavyweights are throwing bombs for twelve rounds like that, you that's how they get ruined. Like, you can, like, heavyweights are different because there's so much weight behind the punches. If you if you if you let heavyweight tee up on you, the damage will come quick because they're not because it's not like they they have, they have to make weight. Like I mean, they're not getting dehydrated and shit like that. But the damage the rice is, was warmed up. Rice was ready. Like if yeah. I mean, he kind of reminds me of a heavyweight conventional Tarver. Yeah, like, and he was yeah, and he a little was slickness so, about him too. <laughs> yeah, and he was so relaxed too. It was like he was he he was nonchalantly beating that ass. Like it was just like in coffee, all he did was plotting forward. And then and then finally, like, and and there was some faves. Like, I mean, I know in the fourth round, he, third, fourth rounds, like coffee was staggered. In the fifth round, it, it it wasn't even the thing. Like, dude was landing overhand rights and bombing this nigga's head all the way the fuck back to you know his crazy and the referee was looking at shit i'm like dog you can step in now and then the well, rice lands like a right hand and this dude's in the corner and the, and the referee's like yo can you fight shake your head and then rice loads another loads up another right hand and like nearly takes his nigga's head off like and his eyes like shutting and shit like that i'm just like what the fuck I was like, what the oh, fuck rice is dude in the rice pudding bro yeah <laughs> <laughs> beat his ass like uh, honestly like low key we was presented mid this weekend but we actually got quality mid like like yeah we were supposed yeah. to get reggie but somehow somebody put a few extra nuggets of something good in there like, <laughs> yeah like, here you go like, like when you say this, this, this like that we say this loss was uh, worse than uh when kawanaki lost to Hellenius. I oh, mean, the wow. Kanaki, yeah, well, the Kanaki one was coming because Kanaki, I mean, I, I, this is what we're talking about. Heavyweights cannot be landing bombs on each other without having something happen. Like, Kanaki and Ariel, they landed so many. Kanaki yeah, had yeah. like 300 something punches from Ariel, which is insane. Oh, you know? yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got softened up in that fight, and that's what happened to. And Hellenius, although he's washed up himself, Hellenius has stones for fists. You can't yep, let him hit you like that. So that's what. So that's what happened. Yeah, because Rice is more of a never was. Than yeah, you could probably yeah. say. And Hellenius Hel- is more of a has been, but never a world class has been. I mean, fuck, I'm not even trying to sound rude or nothing. It's just yeah, yeah, and I know what you mean. Though. Like I mean, he's, he's I mean, a, a, Kaunaki, a Kaunaki got stopped against the guy that got stopped by the guy that you stopped. Like how do you know? Like how how that work? <laughs> oh shit! Oh, yo, but damn, I, yo, um, let's mention the the rail fight real quick because I, I didn't realize we would be talking about these upsets so long. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you know, but yeah, but then I, I did, you know, Rice a celebration though when he was starting to Harlem shake in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I mean, actually had me dying. <laughs> yeah, that's that was funny as hell. Like I, I enjoyed like, that moment. Like all, shout all, out to that. All I, all I needed was that. That's all we needed. That's all we needed for that. Yeah, I'll be honest, that's one of the greatest parts about boxing when the underdog wins and they celebrate it and they happy and everybody's like, damn, we saw a good fucking performance. Like, that's what boxing's all about, man. Right, you know. Yeah, and then and then obviously, you know, and he and his and his post fight speech was also good too. So yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure now Alex gonna give him a spot somewhere, you know, after that win. Like he and he deserves a good fight after that. So yeah, kudos yeah, to him. Get that man paid. Yeah, and then also, you know, kudos to Andre Durrell, you know, he was making his 175 debut, and, um, you know, he was the he was the last fight on the televised card, you know, against Christopher Brooker, and pretty much, at least, you know, if you, Andre Durrell was always one of those cats that, I mean, I was a fan, I'm a fan of both Durrells, but it was what, Andre Durrell was, like, baffling to see how he never captured a belt, like, a legitimate belt, although he was robbed of one occasion, but we won't get into that one. <laughs> Abraham <laughs> Frotch. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. What, what am I doing? Yeah. Oh, no, Abraham beat Abraham. He was robbed of his damn, um, uh, uh, of his fucking uh, career in that fight. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just crazy because I look back at it and I, I look back at it and I think, like, I always thought Andre would have the career that the other Andre had. Same yeah. here. Cause I was not a big fan. Uh, I, I, I thought oh, really? I was wash out. Like I, I wasn't. I mean, and this was, and I was jaded on the American on the on the U.S. amateur scene. By the time Ward won his gold medal, I was because yeah, Darrell looked so promising. He had everything he wanted. He had defense, hand speed, power, quickness, yeah. movement, agility. Like if he checked off all. Like he checked off all the boxes. Like Ward didn't really. I didn't really take Ward series until he beat Kessler because I was high on Kessler. He kind of skunked Kessler. That's when I was like, okay, once he beat Kessler, he's going to win this whole damn tournament. Yeah, same. Like, yeah, that's when Ward took it. And then Darrell, unfortunately, like I said, Darrell, I mean, like I said, the the Frotch fight, yeah, he did his thing and he got robbed in Nottingham. And then the Abraham shit, like, he, he beat Abraham's ass worse than probably all but maybe one of his opponents. Like, you know, he beat the shit out of him. But... Yeah. But he, he but he got jobbed and not and then the Abraham fight unfortunately that's that's the beginning of the end you know because he got the concussions and then he was he was signed to fifty for a minute so fifties you know wasn't having him fight like that and then he had the DeGale fight and you know I was yeah, there he for was that trying one. to get those Billy Dib fights that everybody wanted to see yeah <laughs> yeah yeah wait a minute you know, wait a minute LB did you say you didn't take Ward seriously until the Kessler fight yeah yeah. It, same here. Like I, really? I, I, thought, I thought Ward. Yeah, Ward, really. What the fuck? Who, who the fuck was he beating like that before the Kessler? I don't know. Fight? Like I started liking him like right around the Miranda fight. I feel like that's why I started actually like really liking him. I'm like, actually, I, I yeah. I mean, Miranda was a good test, but he wasn't the damn. Look, I mean, are we really gonna compare Kessler and fucking Miranda? Really? No, no. I'm just saying. Like I, I, I was like. I, I see. I see why we why we think so differently of Ward because we like we have different opinions on when like when you started was like I was high on him already like when the Miranda fight happened so like I already like was was a fan of him and actually like almost like kind of picked him for in the Super Six. I mean, this is the thing. Dude switched up his style. Like he he went from like a Roy Jones pot shotter to like. 
a hybrid Hopkins thinking man's fighter. And I, I felt like you couldn't even really see his talent like you used to, the way he switched it up. But he was still good. He, you know, Miranda was a good test. Miranda hit him a few good times, won, won a couple of rounds, gave him a good fight. But it wasn't enough for me to say, like, okay, he's the goods. When he fucking beat Kessler, that was it. Like, who was, yeah. who was doing that to Kessler at the time? Nobody. Nobody. Even Kawasaki was damn, you know... Kessler took rounds off Prime Kawasaki, like uppercut the shit out of dude and everything. Like, yeah, and Frank, you know, I remember writing in the Doug Fisher about that fight and was saying, because everybody was still up in arms about who was going to win it. And after he had them, um, after War B. Kessler, I was like, man, he's going to win it. He's going to win the rest of the thing. I don't even, I'm trying to remember if I could bring that email back up, but. I think he responded with some shit that he still was picking um I think Abraham or Frotch to win it all. Right. And Abraham you know, <laughs> Abraham was regarded too back then. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I mean I can't remember my thoughts on the like that was so long ago, but I'm pretty sure I think I had had I I'm pretty sure I thought either Ward or Frotch would win. So and I thought Durrell, my original pick was Andre Durrell. Mm-hmm. But after after, you know, but but after Ward beat Kessler, it was like nah, it's a wrap. Like no. Nope. Yeah, and, and unfortunately Andre Durrell, like he kind of faded to black, and then like I said, outside of the Gale fight, and then you know he had, and then of course the Uskateki fights, you know, which, which 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 for us like it seemed like the end was near because he looked bad, he looked really bad and shaky in both fights, you know, and um, so it's just like you know I know so do, for him to come back at light heavyweight, and he like say he looked basically he looked. Like he did in his prime, and the, although Brooker didn't really put up much of a fight, but the shit that you know, the shit that made Darrell such a prospect and a, you know a, maybe a champion, it was on display. You know, he beat that dude's ass like, you know, yeah, like Brooker did. had nothing for him. So it Shout was Darrell coming back and doing what he was supposed to do and not getting upset, right? So we can <laughs> be upset, <laughs> right? <laughs> And oh, make the damn upset portion even longer because we would have been like, man, would you believe this shit? Right? <laughs> oh man, so so yeah, so the PBC card, you know, it was mid on it was mid on paper, but it was quality mid when it played out. And you know, same thing with Eddie's Mandingo series. Like you know, there was you know, there was I think it, it was you know the main event ended up being pretty damn good. So um, oh, Vito uh, Milanicki got got a win on the PBC card. Um, yeah, How's Joey Spencer looked the best he ever did in his fucking career. He did, and, and beating Martin and um, Vito's now like, like fuck it, I don't need Martin anymore. He does. He's, he's they're gonna yeah, win. yeah. I feel like they stood, they should still try to make that fight. Like you know, don't let just because you let a, another white person that fights just like you beat your op. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, no, you, 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 you gotta get that win back. Yeah, Joey Spencer for once. Yeah, if, if Martin would have got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Then I could feel like Vito could have said that, but he, you know, he lost a decision, bro. Like, yeah, he did. You know, both y'all still in your prime, like, yo. Yeah, make make that goddamn. Like you better fight somebody better than Martin next, then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you gonna fight Joey Spencer? <laughs> <laughs> Keep that shit. You know I mean, but y'all, I'm good, man. Like, yeah, y'all can get in the the previews, man. Take your pick. I, I know, I know, we got some uh, Rigo fanboys in here. So yeah, we just. 